financially, it actually doesn't make a lot of sense for us to do this compared to regular real estate because of the people that we're helping. That's what really drives us. Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson. All right, welcome back to another recording of the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. And today we're going to be diving into a pretty cool and unique story and maybe an avenue you're thinking about going down or maybe haven't even thought about, with, uh, which is within the mobile home industry. And so we're bringing on an expert within that industry. He's been doing really amazing things, trying to help, you know, people find homes within these mobile home situations. So we got Franco Perez on the show today. Franco, welcome to Elevate Media. Thank you for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So before we kind of dive into everything, you know, you're doing a lot within the mobile home space. You've been doing that for a while, really helping out a lot of people and growing something really cool. You know, been in Forbes, things of that nature. But before we kind of even dive into all of that, I'd love to break things open with this question of who is your favorite comedian if you have one? Favorite comedian? I would have to say Joe Coy. Okay. Might be because I'm Filipino, but I relate to it a lot. He's a hilarious actor. I mean, a hilarious actor and also comedian. So yeah, I love that. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. You never, you know, comedians can tell a lot about people or about a person who they like and stuff like that. So. Uh, that's awesome. You know, I don't, and me saying that, it's like, who do I actually like as a comedian? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's a, I got to flip the script of myself there. Cause there are a lot out there. I mean, Chappelle's hilarious, but totally, it depends on the day too. So, but yeah, that's cool, man. So Joe Coy, right? You said, yes. Awesome. That's cool. Well, good deal. Have you ever seen him in person? I haven't yet. He's came, right. he's been here a few times. I never landed the same day as him, but he does a lot of, because I'm also from the Philippines, he does a lot of that and that sort of thing. And it's so relatable. And I always. Yeah, that's cool. So, well, good deal. Well, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about like what got you into, because you're from the Philippines. So what got you over here doing the mobile home thing? Oh, looks like I might've lost you. You're frozen there. Let me second, Franco. I'm not really picking up on you. You're kind of frozen in and out there. Let me still frozen on my end. I don't know if you can hear me. No problem. No rush or anything. Sorry about that. Well, it's a show. Yeah. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. I, you were frozen there for a while. So I, we got you back, I think. Okay. Hopefully that didn't mess everything up. No, we can go. So with that, you know, like you mentioned, you're from the Philippines. You come over here. What made you kind of take the step into the mobile home industry? Yeah. So, I mean, with that, I mean, like I, like you mentioned, I moved over here from the Philippines from a young age with an immigrant family. And then it was me, my younger sister and my parents. With that, we had this weird, unfortunate situation in around 08 where housing crash and parents had to split up. My dad was the main breadwinner of our family. He left and fled to the Philippines and then basically left me as the oldest sibling and my mom and my younger sister to figure out how to survive on our own. And 
even though that was one of the darkest times of my life, it was, I remember how painful it was because at the end of every month, I had to gather whatever money I had just to be able to pay for that rent to that landlord. And I always hated and reflected, why is it this way? Well, I feel like I'm a good person. And why is it that, you know, it's so much struggle for me and our family to just survive out here, right? And why is it that we're in this rat race? And why is it that the wealthy are able to benefit with home ownership and home security and that sort of thing? And we can't, right? Long story short, got into real estate, ended up doing pretty well in the real estate as a real estate agent. And then after that, I after I did pretty well and supported the family, I realized that I didn't really love being a real estate agent. I realized that the industry is kind of shaped to, towards helping the richest people you can find buy the most expensive buy the most expensive real estate that they can buy. And that just wasn't me. You know, I wanted deep down inside of me, I wanted to be able to help people that were in my shoes that are currently today in that rat race that wants to get ahead mm -hmm. as well, right? I know today that yeah. there are people that are going through those pains that I went through. And I wanted to do something that would benefit people that were that are in those shoes now. So did a, explored a little bit with the government, didn't really like that route. And then I came across mobile homes and I, I was surprised to find out that there's a lot of false stigmas about mobile homes. And actually a place where people are able to start their wealth building journey, start their asset building and net worth building journey. Because I live in a place or I live in San Jose or the Silicon Valley where rent for a one bedroom, one bath apartment is 3000 a month or buying a single family average home is $1.7 million, right? Yeah. And it's tough when you're in that rat race of rent and in that cycle it's tough to even imagine or dream that you can ever afford real estate, right? right. And what we mm -hmm. came to find out is that mobile homes is a perfect stepping stone to get somebody out of that rent race and into home ownership, right? And went through that to help guide a lot of low-income families to get into these mobile homes in mobile home parks and that sort of thing. And then Later down the line, we got into converting these old mobile homes because these were built in the 70s. So these old 700 square foot homes, why don't we convert these homes into much bigger homes? So turning these 700 square foot homes into massive 1600 square foot, three bedroom, two bath homes with finishes just like new home construction today. So that's been our big focus. That's kind of our story and how we got into it. and. Awesome. And I, I, every family that we help brings us more energy to want to be able to help more and more families. Yeah. And that's what we're about. That's really cool. And, you know, a really neat perspective. Like you solved a problem, you saw an issue and you went out and started to find a solution. And that's the biggest thing, you know, within entrepreneurship. And that doesn't come without challenges, I'm sure. And your story, it's the same. So what were some of those challenges you faced you know, starting out or maybe even recently within your journey that you've had to overcome that maybe at the moment you saw them as too big or really big. You didn't know how you do it, but you were able to overcome those. Yeah. So starting out, I mean, one is 
raising capital and finding money to be able to execute this venture or this business, right? Nobody really, we already face these bad stigmas around mobile homes. How do you get an investor to be able to put money into for what I believe is going to be a successful outcome, right? So I had to pitch to multiple different investors before I had to be at least 30, 40 different investors before I finally got someone to believe in me. And even with that, I had to convince them. I'm like, hey, I am not going to get any benefit. I don't want any financial benefit of this. You will get all of the profit of this. I just need you to work with me on this. And so that way I can kind of showcase what we're trying to accomplish. Right. And luckily I had an investor that was willing to do that together with me. And even though I was working for free for eight months to complete this project, right? Once we had a final product, we were able to really showcase like, hey, this is how beautiful a mobile home can look in the Silicon Valley or in any metro area. And this is what we're trying to fight those stigmas and really showcase how beneficial this will be for the middle class and for families and the working class, the teachers, the nurses, you know, everyone that makes this area feel the way it is, we need to support them with housing too. So that first project was the most difficult project I think I've ever done. And then after completed, of course, it became the catalyst of opportunity and what's possible. Right. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is what a mobile home could look like. This is shocking. Right. And knowing that this is where all our resources are in, we made sure that we had to do we documented everything perfectly, the finances to showcase this for future investors, and then also documenting the process and how they're built and creating media assets for how the quality of construction these are built too, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm probably never going to get a second chance at this. So we have to be resourceful in our business to make sure that this is a, su a success. And then since then, we've built... We've helped build hundreds of homes and, you know, now expanding out of the Silicon Valley to LA, to San Diego, and now consulting for projects in Nevada and Colorado, right? So, but that's kind of one, I'd say that was the biggest problem. Basically. Yeah, that would be, yeah, it'd be a huge hurdle for sure. Now, you said you had to, you know, approach 30 to 40 investors. What, what would that, what did that feel like, you know, when you were at 29 or at 39, like, another no like do you remember the emotions like is this ever going to happen like what did you feel like right before the moment where you got a yes oh man yeah so before the moment it was a lot of rejection a lot of dudes you know they'd make a lot of good points and it'll put me in the spiral of maybe this isn't the right thing for me to do a lot of fear a lot of doubt i'd mm. say you know you have all this energy of what you believe. And then when you keep getting turned down, that kind of breaks you down in this sort of way. But I had to, you know, for me is, I think what really built my drive was knowing how much pain I went through in it during that time and knowing and seeing other families that are going through that pain. And that's really what built my, how do you say it? My grit to mm, yeah. swing, right? But yeah, and then as soon as I had someone that was willing to work with me on my first project, it was excite. It was pure excitement. And then it's like, I hope I can execute 
<laughs> right. 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 Which you've been so, able to do. What, I mean, what uh, numbers are you looking at now? How many of these mobile homes have you been able to, you know, trans transform now? So last year we did about 92 homes and I wish I could give you the exact number, but we have to have touched at least 350 units. Right? Wow. So, but it's part, our projects mixed with working with mobile home park owners as well. So we're not, you know, it's a mix of both. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty awesome. And that's, I mean, you know, going from trying to get your first to, to you know, 90 touching 350, like, like looking back, like do you ever just kind of sit and look back at the journey from that and be like, holy cow, like we've come this far, like just think where we're going to go now. I was just going through that right now when you asked me how many. Well, now that is that now I'm thinking about it. But yes, I mean, you know, it's, it's so I think with what I love about what we're doing is that it's general, it is genuinely good for the people. And I genuinely love our team. I think our team is so mission driven and vision driven that I kid you not, I still to this day go when I go to some of our agents' closings. They tear up of joy because I'll tell you one thing, these clients, a lot of times they're often ignored because they're making, one of the things I love about mobile homes is that they're resident owned, which means people buying these homes, they have to have it as their primary residence. And that's good because you're not competing with investors or hedge funds or people that need to buy their second or third home. You're only competing mm. with people who need this as a home. And I'll go to these closings of people that have bought their first asset or their first home. And these clients are like so grateful because they're like, man, Franco or Sonny is our, the agent particularly recently. Nobody was giving us any attention. We've talked to so many agents and they're just like, you need to make more or you need to save more. Good luck. And that's kind of what a lot of these families, these low-income families, the treatment that they're getting, you know, and for us to be able to turn a situation like that into a successful, su a successful execution of home ownership for a family, man, they were, they had tears of joy. I had tears of joy and the energy from that moment is just so powerful. And when you experience that, you just want to do more. And I never, I think that's, I think energy is a big thing in any business and any venture. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs focus on money and return and that sort of thing. But for us, we kind of went the opposite direction. Financially, it actually doesn't make a lot of sense for us to do this compared to regular real estate. However, because of the people that we're helping and the stories that we're making successful, that's what really drives us. And just thinking about that today and reflecting back on that today, a lot of these first time home owners are now more secure. They're more comfortable financially and can grow much, much more comfortably now that they own a mobile, right? Yeah. Because a lot of us only focus, a lot of us in the middle class, or at least for me, I wasn't taught the importance of home ownership or of wealth building and that sort of thing. And there weren't any tools available to us. I wish I, I had somebody that taught me these things back then. I wish there were more tools back then. And, you know, to me, that fulfillment, I don't think I will ever give up until we are able to help as many people as we help. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, you know, 
a lot of people out there, you know, they have ideas and they're trying to make a difference with what they're doing. And, you know, they're finding an uphill battle and kind of like where you've been, you know, what would be a couple of tips or a couple of things you would tell those people who are kind of starting out like when you were, what'd be a couple of things, words of wisdom or something you would tell them to help keep them moving forward? Sounds cliche, but I would say find your why and find your purpose, right? Mm. Because money and resources get you so far, but during those hard times and painful moments and rejection, are you going to be just as passionate as you are now, right? There's going to be these dark times. And if you find out why you're doing this and you always have that as your North Star, it really doesn't matter how you feel that day or if you're tired. It's more about, I need to do this because someone out there needs, this is going to help someone out there, right? Yeah. And I'm a big, I love advocating for people that build things for a good purpose, right? And Mm. And I think that's something that needs to be talked about more versus, hey, I made X amount on this business and now making X amount a month, whatever, right? right? Whereas like I helped a family start their wealth building journey or an immigrant family that wasn't able to afford, be able to afford a home. And to me, it's so much more meaningful, right? Yeah. And I want to inspire more people that have that the, these same, the same type of energy to be able to execute on their passions. It might not be how it could be something else, right? can we help them on their passion? Yeah. And I think that's a really cool thing. And again, yeah, focus on the why. I think it will keep you invested, keep you going when the times get tough and, and, you know, help you kind of navigate those storms as having that kind of that North Star in your why and things of that nature. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, what's next for Franco in the mobile homes? Like just continue to touch more houses? Or are you looking to innovate differently or, you know, what's this year hold for you? I think our biggest goal is to really showcase how beautiful mobile homes are. You know, I think our business is one thing, but I just, this is why, you know, we love being on this, on on great podcasts like yours is because these are often overlooked and we want to educate more people of how great of a thing this is, how great of a tool it is, whether it's working with us or anybody, right? But we need more affordable housing options affordable ownership option. And for me, I'm spending a lot of my time and resources working, whether it's talking to Congress or this sort of thing, on how do we build more wealth tools for these low-income families, you know, in that sort of thing. So we want to really advocate how beautiful these mobile homes are. And we have to do that by creating very nice homes. We have some prototype homes that you should see of like these 12-foot huh? ceilings with windows floor to ceiling, right? And a lot of these finishes, we really have to break these stigmas collaboratively mm-hmm. together. So we want to keep building nicer and more luxurious homes to help break those stigmas. And then the same with these communities, these mobile home parks, we have to showcase how beautiful it is. And then the same financially, we have to showcase how this helped this teacher be able to live in an expensive area own in an expensive area, right? So now our big goal is really just to share the knowledge of how this can be beneficial. That's awesome. And, you know, kind of going back to your original, you know, story, 
you know, trying to find investors. It's something some a lot of people have to navigate. What would you say were some good things you either learned along the way or were taught along the way to find investors? Were there any like tips or tricks that you can share with those who are looking for investors right now? I would say there's a lot that I've learned. And mind you, I didn't really go to college. I'm 30 now, right? I had to start working when I was like 17, 18. So I didn't go to college. But first thing I want to mention is like people going through this is learn to be resourceful, right? I think there's a lot of people that have been through traditional schools and that sort of thing, but they don't know how to actually be resourceful, build value. And when you learn to be resourceful, you then learn how do you build, how do you build value for all parties, right? Whether it's in, how do you build yep. value for an investor? How do you build value for yourself and create solutions for problems together, which can get win-win for multiple parties? I think that's a big thing that's very important. And I think also for those looking for investors, communication is so underrated as well is how do you, you know, you could have something that is a beautiful thing. But if you can't articulate and communicate that properly to the investor or help them understand the w- way that they think, you're out of luck, right? You know, they're not going to spend their time trying to prove that what you're saying is right. You know, you have to be able to communicate and be reliable in that sort of thing. So That's those good. are big, you know, like something, pe- some things that people should think about. And you can learn all this through YouTube, right? And you don't for sure. Yeah. There's nothing new out there. Yeah. All the information it's out there. It's just, you know, do you want to streamline it, streamline it? Oh, excuse me, streamline line it or not make it quicker. So yeah, definitely a lot of good resources out there, but I think that this has all been good, you know, just one, an awesome story to, to hear and what you overcome and accomplished and, you know, now what you're doing to make a difference and the feedback and guidance you've given today. So you know, if you could go back to your younger self, you know, when you first came over to America, is there anything that you would tell younger Franco to, to prepare for or anything like that? Huh. You know, it's, I don't know that I'd, even though I went through all these hard times, you know, I think I also believe I, if I didn't go through these hard moments and times and all these struggles that I've been through, I wouldn't be as strong as I am today. And I think, right. I don't know that I would change anything in my past or give myself any future advice. I would say maybe buy more real estate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think anyone would say that. But, uh, you know, I right. think one, from what you, that question you asked is even if you're going through these dark times, I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, whether it's starting your own business or any of that, just understand that this is a part of your story. It's a chapter to your story. And it's, and it might not seem the greatest at that time, but it's part of what's going to build you to where you're going to be five years later down the line, 10 years out down the line. And just having that patience and belief that what you're doing is right. And, yeah. you know, I think that's something that's important to be said. That's good. Yeah. And that's a great, I think, way to kind of round things off. So that's been, it's been a great conversation. It's very uplifting and a lot of good, you know, actual takeaways right there that you've given and in looking for investors or overcoming obstacles. So I appreciate you sharing and being open to doing that. You know, where can people reach out to you, find more about, you know, Franco Mobile Homes and maybe support if they can, even by just sharing your content, where can they go? Oh, yeah. All of our links and stuff, our YouTube channel, our Instagram is all through 
you'll all be able to reach it at www.franco.tv. And there you can kind of see what these homes look like. You can see our YouTube channel where we educate people on how do you get your first steps of wealth and that sort of thing. And yeah, you can just Google us too. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, everyone, make sure you do that. Get connected with Franco. See all the amazing things him and his team are doing, the positive impact they're making, and just support how you can, even if that's just liking their content and sharing it to more people. So again, Franco, super grateful for you today. Thank you for being on the Elevate Media Podcast. I love what you're doing too. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk again soon. I'm sure it won't be the last time. That's good. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.